0: But how appropriate it is to thank and praise the Lord. How many of you love um, this time of year leading up to Thanksgiving? For lots of us, I think it's just a favorite time of year. It has something to do with a wonderful meal coming up this week. But just time with friends, time with family, time to be together. And um, I'm always wanting to go slow to Thanksgiving because Christmas can tend to crowd everything out, so it's just a wonderful time of year and so appropriate to thank the Lord. And when you think about it, we have so much to thank the Lord for. I heard a story about a young monk who may have struggled a little bit in that area. Uh, The story goes that this young man joined a monastery, and he knew that part of the Life of, uh, of a monk involves silence and solitude. In fact, silence was the rule, except for one conversation that would take place with his superior once every 10 years. And so after 10 years of this life of silence, his superior came to him and, and he said, My brother, you have been silent a long time. Is there anything that you would now like to say? And the monk said, bed, hard. The superior assured him that he would do what he could to take care of that situation and left. 10 years came and went. And sure enough, his superior came to him and says, my brother, you've been silent a long time. Is there anything that you would like to say? And the monk answered, food, cold. His superior assured him that he'd do what he could to remedy that and left. And then 10 years passed, and again, like clockwork, his superior came to him and he said, My brother, is there anything that you would now like to say? The monk answered, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his superior said, you may as well. All you do is complain. (laughs) But, you know, the Bible gives us this wonderful remedy for complaining, and it's called gratitude. Gratitude and it's really all about remembering the goodness of God and recalling His kindness to us. In Psalm 103, it, it instructs us. It says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits." And then the psalm goes on to to list one thing after another of things to be grateful for. So the question, I guess, is why is gratitude so important? I mean, what is it about about thankfulness and thanksgiving that is so essential to our daily lives and, and to build into our daily lives? And so, I thought about that a lot this week, and I've discovered some interesting things about our attitudes, or you could say the attitude of gratitude. Psychologists tell us that gratitude or thanksgiving is the healthiest of all human emotions, which is interesting, isn't it? I, was surprised to hear that, Um, Hans Selye, who was considered an expert on the study of stress, he said that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other type of attitude in life. Research concludes that people who are grateful tend to be more optimistic, which boosts the immune system, which means they're going to be healthier. Grateful people sleep better, this this study said. They suffer less stress and experience less depression. Grateful people tend to be less materialistic. Um, They also um, are more satisfied in life, and their social relationships are hands, which makes sense to us because everybody likes to be around positive people. So in short, we could say it pays to be grateful. Um, But not only is it good for us physically, um, emotionally, relationally, but it is good for us spiritually. We find over and over in the Old and New Testament this exhortation, this kind of a, a command really to lift up our hearts and sing praises to God, things we've been doing this morning, to give thanks to him and recall his goodness to us. It seems apparent that God desires a grateful people. Um, In the Old Testament, the prophet Samuel exhorted the people of God with these words, and he said, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. Consider what things he's done for you. Our awareness of God's grace should, should really create an attitude of gratitude in our lives. But some people don't exude a lot of positive emotional energy. We saw that so clearly um, in the children of Israel. For 400 years, the Israelites had been enslaved. They were slaves in Egypt. For 400 years, I imagined they dreamed of nothing but being free. Oh, if only we could be free of this bondage. If only we could be free of slavery in Egypt. If only we could be free of Pharaoh's control. We'd be grateful forever. If, If we could only be free, we'd be eternally grateful. And then it happened. God intervened. Their bondage was over. Their enemy was destroyed. You you may remember the story in Exodus. Moses, Red Sea, a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. They were given security, identity, uh, the promise of a homeland. They had everything they wanted. They would be grateful people forever. Right? Right? <laughs> Exodus 15 23 through 24 when the people came to Mara they could not drink the water because it was bitter and the people grumbled against Moses saying what shall we drink so God intervened and they were given sweet water to drink now surely they will be grateful forever a few days later The whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died in in Egypt. (laughs) If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. (laughs) If only we died in Egypt. I mean, they raised complaining to a whole new level. So God intervened again. It said that he rained down bread from heaven. How many of you remember what they called it? Manna. Which is an interesting word. It's not so much a name as it is a question. It means, what is it? That's what my husband asked me. What is it? Is it manna? Every time I serve a meal... (laughs) what is it (laughs) it's cheerios honey (laughs) stop complaining (laughs) but manna was this amazing food it it tasted like um, wafers made with honey I'm sure it was delicious but it was apparently very versatile you could bake it you could boil it, you could eat it raw. So you could have, this is gonna sound like Forrest Gump, but you could have baked manna, boiled manna, boil, uh, manna on a stick. You could have manna-cotti, uh, manna-banana, <laughs> manna-salad, uh, manna-roni, manna-burger helper. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> but now that they had manna, they'd be eternally grateful. They would, there'd be no more complaining. They'd be forever grateful, uh, 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 right? I mean, they had everything they needed. Wrong. Somewhere down the road, we don't know exactly how long, the Israelites went at it again. If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt, the cucumbers, the leeks, the melons, the onions, the garlic, But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this stupid manna. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't say stupid. That's just my translation. And now Moses takes a turn because, you know, it's really not surprising when we read this. It said, Moses heard the people of every family wailing each at the entrance of his tent. (laughs) Can you even imagine? I mean, this guy deserves a medal, honestly. But discontentment and and ingratitude are so contagious. It is run rampant. And now he unloads on God. And he says, Why have you treated your servant so badly? Why have I not found favor in your sight that you lay the burden of all this people on me? Where am I to get meat to give all this people? Is this the way, if this is the way you're going to treat me, then put me to death at once. But still, God is merciful. He says to Moses, Tell the people to consecrate yourselves, for you shall eat meat, for you have wailed in the hearing of the Lord. But interestingly, this time, there's some judgment mixed with the mercy See, God provided meat all right, not just for a day, not just for a week, but like for a month straight, until it's coming out their nose, basically. But this is how it went for 40 years. No matter what God gave them, freedom from slavery, divine guidance, uh, the gift of the Ten Commandments, manna and water, hope and a future, it was never enough. And you know, the Israelites complained— And they remained in the wilderness. That whole generation was never able to experience um, all that God had intended for them. And it it occurred to me that, you know, negative thinking can be so destructive. It's striking to consider what Paul said in Romans 121. And he said, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful so interesting isn't it but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened and there's an implication here that that people who are ungrateful to god are at risk Uh, they they may fall away their hearts may become darkened but the bible gives us a better way and it says this whatever you do whether in word or deed in our words or in our actions do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to him giving thanks it it says everything you do everything you say should be done with an attitude of gratitude see god is saying i don't want thanksgiving to just be an event in your life i want it to be a lifestyle i want it to be a lifestyle 1 Thessalonians 5.18 really pictures this. It says, give thanks in some circumstances. (laughs) Give thanks when things are good. (laughs) It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And you think, well, how? We find this amazing example of two people who did, did this in Acts 16. Paul and Silas, and you may remember the story, but they went to Philippi to speak, and the crowd didn't like them. That's probably an understatement. <laughs> they didn't like what they were saying, and 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 they they beat them with rods, and and bloodied them, and then they were thrown in jail. And at midnight. In a dark, damp cell with their bodies hurting, their wounds untreated, in the middle of the darkness, Paul and Silas just started having a worship service. <laughs> they're, they're thanking God and, and praising Him and, and praying to Him, and they're doing the very things that we've done in, in this service today. And God did a miracle in the midst of them. The Bible said that God sent an earthquake. And it shook so heavily that the doors were opened and, and their chains were loosened and they were set free. And I was so reminded that of the power, really, of prayer. To me, this is a great picture of the power of, of praise and thanks in our life. It has the power to set us free from whatever prison we're in. It, whether it, an emotional prison of, of fear or anger or, or bitterness or guilt or depression. I, I mean, it's so easy to let the bad circumstances in our life just, just cloud our attitudes and fog us in and weigh us down in depression. And we might think, well, how can I give thanks in every circumstance when there are bad things happening in my life? When, when, when people hurt me, when, when I wake up feeling down, Um, When my body aches, how can God expect me to be thankful? I look at Paul and Silas and I think, how could they be thankful in the middle of that? I mean, how could they make the choice to pray and sing and praise and, and thank God? I believe it's because of what they knew. What they knew not just intellectually, but knew that they knew in their heart of hearts. They knew that God sees it all and that he cares. And he knew their situation and he has the power to help. And he knows yours. And when I know that there's a purpose behind the pain, when I know that there's a purpose that God can, as we sang, weave it together for good, make something beautiful out of the mess of of a life, when we know that God will work things together for good, and I, I know this in my heart, I can be thankful. I can be thankful. I think of Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him we know that in all things in all things in all things if we can just hear that in our hearts in all things god works for the good of those who love him who've been called according to his purpose in all things i can rejoice that it's not just me doing the best i can there is a great god who is large and in charge And so at these times, it really comes down to what we know to be true about God in our lives. Is he who he says he is in our life? I saw a plaque uh, during a mission trip that Frank and I went on um, in the late 90s to Guyana, South America, and the district superintendent's office there was his desk, and above the desk was this plaque, and I've never forgotten it, and it said... You are discouraged if the problems you face seem bigger than the God you serve. How big is your God? How big is your God? See, Thanksgiving is such an opportunity to to magnify God in our lives. And I love that word magnify. That's what Mary did in the, the incredible song that was called the Magnificate. She magnified God. And we think of a, a magnifying glass. We're holding it up to something. It makes it bigger. And so as, our, as we focus on God, it, 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 our gratitude and praise magnify who he is in our hearts and in our minds. And very evidently, our faith increases and our courage is boosted and our peace surpasses all understanding. And conversely, as we magnify God, our fears lessen, our doubts fade, and our overwhelming feelings of anxiety or dread diminish. And we, when we find ourselves in a bad place emotionally, we need to praise our way through to victory. Praise our way through to victory. I mean, because the truth is, it's really the bottom line is we can either magnify our problems or we can magnify the Lord. It's our choice. And as we make the choice to rejoice, we watch whatever prison wall around us begin to crumble. And if you and I will start thanking God in the situation, we're going to see him work in ways that we had never dreamed I mean, it it radically affects and impacts how we respond to everything in our life. One of the reasons I think King David had such a close connection to the Lord is because of his continual um, attitude of thankfulness. And so I wrote down a few verses that I have on the screen overhead. And, And these are just a selection from the Psalms, but it's full, the Psalms are full of these kind of passages. Praise the Lord, O my soul, All my inmost being praise his holy name. I mean, you start your day with these, it affects the whole day. Psalm 105, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his goodness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Or Psalm 6930, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. You see, we glorify God with our thanks and our praise. Or how about this one? You are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. In Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So let me ask you, how long has it been since you came to the Lord, spent time with the Lord, not bringing your list, but coming with just simply to express your thanks and express your praise for all he has done. I mean, how might it change our day if we were to begin it on our knees, simply thanking God for everything that he's given to us, everything he's poured into our lives, everything that he's showered upon us. I think that, that God would become so big in our lives. I mean, we couldn't help but see him at work in everything. And so I wanna give a little Thanksgiving challenge. It is Thanksgiving week. And so for the next few days, between now and Thanksgiving, make a list of 100 things to be thankful for and do it with your family. It'd be a great exercise with your family. Put that list of it somewhere where everybody can contribute to it, can write down on it. and on Thanksgiving day, share it. Read some of those things together around the table But well beyond Thanksgiving, way beyond Thursday, let's make the choice to rejoice in everything. And and let our, our praise and our thankfulness begin to change us. And the attitude of our home, the atmosphere of our workplace, of our church. And in the process, we know that we're glorifying God. stand together.
1: Before we sing, um,
0: thank you, Um, this fits right in with Thanksgiving and what we've been talking about. As you walked in this morning, you probably saw the Christmas tree uh, in the front with little tags on them. Uh, I just want to read this announcement. This year's blessing tree will benefit first responders and their families as well as lighthouse teachers and their families. Tags are available. uh, Tags will be available this Sunday on the tree in the foyer. So that's what those are there for. Please help us support our community. By choosing a tag and recording your contact info on the sign-up sheet next to the tree, uh, gifts would need to be brought in by 12:12. This
1: is a great way to show your thanks to God. There's a lot of people, a lot of folks in our communities that just need help. So that would be one tangible way. So as you walk
0: out, just take a look. Let's sing together.
1: Underneath the surface of my anxious imagination beckons a calmness that is found in you alone It washes over every doubt, every imperfection Jesus, your presence is the comfort of my soul. There's nowhere I'd rather be when you're singing over me. I just want to be I'm lost in your mystery I'm found in your love for me I just want to focus on the things I can't control, on my attention, on the wonder of this moment. Jesus, your presence is the comfort of my soul. There's nowhere I'd rather be, when you're singing over me, I just want to be. I'm lost in you.
0: Heavenly Father we come first of all to say thank you thank you God for who you are thank you for being large and in charge of our lives so awesome to to behold so awesome to consider and yet so personal to us near oh God to us listening oh God to us how amazing to consider and Lord, let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart be pleasing in your sight, we pray. And let us reflect you just simply out of love and out of thankfulness and say, Lord, use me. <laughs> and, and help me to be a blessing to others, Lord. Let, let our gratitude motivate us to generosity, to generous living. And, and this blessing tree is just one way to do that. I, I pray for those who will be receiving those gifts that are in need this, this time of year when the need is so painfully felt. Let us be generous givers. And let all of these different things just be a continual reminder of the one we serve, the one we love, the one we give thanks to, the one we praise. And let us live for you, O oh God, with that joy, that thankfulness in our hearts each day. I thank you for this Thanksgiving week and the time to be with family, the time to be with friends, and, and however it is spent, Lord, we know that you are with us, and we're so grateful. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a great day, and happy Thanksgiving in advance. God bless.
1: nowhere I'd rather be When you're singing over me I just wanna be here with you I'm lost in your mystery I'm found in your love for me I just wanna be here.